Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. Woo! What a week it's been. January is literally going to be wild. The astrologists have predicted it. It's literally coming true. Buckle up, everyone. Um, Today's episode could not have come at a better time. Um, Today's guest is Kisayi Enriquez. She um, has been working on putting together a beautiful healing community called Community Unity um, here in San Francisco. It, it started as a place for service providers, for nonprofits, um, and other service-based programs um, to come together. And I kind of imagine, for me, <laughs> it would have been just like a kvetching session, <laughs> um, but really to come together and be able to heal themselves so that they continue to do the amazing healing work that they are doing within their own programs and communities. Um, and it's, you guys, I cannot recommend following this Instagram account enough, Community SF. Um, she, Kisayi has been the steward of this community for the past nine years. We talk about all things, how she thoughtfully put this um, community together, what types of modalities they use, what types of modalities she has used um, throughout her life to help herself heal. Um, creative projects uh, that they do within their meetings, which I fucking love. I'm experimenting with that myself right now. Um, and then we talk about activism in healing and healing for activists. Um, and this, I'm just really excited that this episode is coming out this week um, because it seems very, very on point with um, what's going on in the capital and across across the nation. Um, so yeah, so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Kisei is just so fucking rad. I really enjoyed talking with her. Um, and I really love how thoughtful she's been about creating, um, community. So, um, if you are putting together community, healing community, whatever it is, a member of community, um, this conversation is certainly for you. Um, so I have a few announcements before we get into the episode, one, I just really want to thank everyone for attending last week's 2021 goal setting workshop. I had, I mean, I had such a blast working with all of you. I was blown away by all the goals that everyone is setting for themselves. I was blown away with everyone's vulnerability and sharing and cheering each other on. And I cannot wait to see what this group um, ends up doing this year. And when I say goals, I don't mean like go and buy a house. I mean like personal goals. Like I want to lean into my feelings. I want to show up. It was so cool. It was just awesome. So thank you everyone that attended. And I will be um, hosting that workshop on the website. If you missed it and you want to take it on your own, I will be posting that shortly and I'll let you know. I will let you know when it's there. If you are interested in that workshop and you're not on my email list, go ahead and sign up. You can um, sign up at sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. Um, and you'll see the join the mailing list at the very, very bottom or on the menu bar, whichever one you want to do, you can sign up that way. And I'll make sure to include you on the email about the workshop. So, um, Super, 
Super awesome. Thank you, everyone. I, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to doing a mid-year check-in for sure. <laughs> um, and then I still need to do the raffle for the digest, the human design digestion video that Victoria Jane um, offered in our episode that was aired on December 30th. So it's been a while. So thank you everyone that entered the raffle. And I'm going to pull the winner right now. If you want to give me a little drum roll, this is my bowl filled with a little piece of papers with everyone that entered to win. And let's see who the winner is. The winner is A. Meyer. So I have your email. I'll be emailing you and Victoria together, um, and she can send you a copy of the human, human Design Digestion video. So excited for that. She is like a master of health and design, or sorry, not health, digestion and human design. Um, so I have no doubt that that video is going to be really just awesome and healing. Um, I think that's it for announcements. I'll do... I'll do my little check-in with you guys. Um, I'm feeling a little rocked um, with the state of affairs in this fair country. Um, I was listening to Jessica Lignato, um, her podcast on astrology. Fucking love that bitch. Um, she is just, yeah, she's like a little punk rock astrologist. And she's not little. She's big. I don't know why I said little. Anyway, um, she was talking about how it's um, the United States Saturn returns this year. I think it's either late this year, starting late this year, or early next year. Um, and when I heard that, I just laughed out loud. I was like, buckle up, guys. <laughs> if it's anything like my Saturn return, we're in for a real fucking treat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've done a lot of trying to figure out what my place is in the conversation. I was really inspired um, by a recent Instagram post um, from like a prenatal doctor. Um, and she didn't, I don't know, I had just joined her Instagram channel and um I literally the day before I just joined it and she wrote a post about get him out of office. It didn't even say Trump or 2045 or anything like that. And she lost so many followers, so many, like hundreds. And they didn't go quietly. They like left a message about how they were leaving. And I really admired her response to it, because her response was, I'm no longer creating a safe space for privileged white women. And the next day she posted a, um, a dance. <laughs> she literally was like, I posted in a radical activist post or political post, and I lost a hundred followers, hundreds of followers. And I am like really proud of myself. And it really inspired me because I am too trying to figure out where, like what, what am I comfortable with and what's important to me um, with social media and politics and activism? And it is important to me. And I don't want to sit quietly. So that's been on my mind this week of like, what, how do I want to look back and be like, fuck yeah, I did that, you know? Um, so toying around with different things, playing with different things, um, exploring 
which is kind of exciting. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. It's I I just want to give everyone a big hug that's going through it. The situation, it just seems um, polarized. It's really, really polarized. And the discourse that started this summer, last summer, um, is just continuing and it's not, it's not going away, which thank God it's not like, it's not done. We're not, we haven't resolved it. Um, so this is a time to really, really, really be gentle to yourself, heal yourself and don't ignore what you need during this time. Um, because look, we've already got COVID. Number one, we already got a number one stressor, COVID. That's just like now in the background noise of our stress levels. Then add, um, you know, what's going on with politics. And then add Inauguration Day on January 20th. Like, we got a lot going on. So your whatever whatever your self-care routine is, this is not the month to be skipping it. I'm like saying it to you, but really I'm saying it to myself, you guys. <laughs> Sarah, don't skip your self-care routine. Do not skip it. This is why it's important. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So that's my check-in. I love you all. I just, I really hope that you're taking care of yourselves right now um, as we move onward because the only way is onward, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So without further ado, um, I give you Kisayi and she started our episode with and a beautiful, beautiful land acknowledgement. So we're going to start there and then we're going to get into the interview. Enjoy. We would like to honor that we currently occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Yelamu Ramatush Ohlone peoples, who are the original inhabitants of what we now call the San Francisco Peninsula, who currently live and have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. I pay respect, honor, and acknowledge the elders and relatives of the Ramaytush community. Ache. Well, I would like to welcome Kisayit from Community Unity to Lit AF. I am so freaking excited to have you here today. Thanks for being on the show. Yes, I am super, super, super juiced. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, I just feel like the timing of this is like so divine, like perfect. I mean, I hate that it's perfect timing, but it is, (laughs) that is like literally the perfect timing. Um, so I would love for you to just introduce yourself. I would love to hear about why and how you started Community Unity um, and your background that kind of led to it. Yeah, so um, I am Kisai Enriquez, also known as Frisco Sunflower. Uh, I'm the daughter of Nancy Valencia and Jose Enriquez. I'm the granddaughter of Nora Ortiz and Pete Elegua Rivera. Isabel Chavela Enriquez and Jose Cookie Enriquez. And I was born, bred, and buttered in occupied Yelamu Ohlone territory known as San Francisco, AKA Frisco. <laughs> and I started Community Unity 
Actually, in October was our nine-year anniversary. Oh my God, congratulations. Yes, yes, it's it's wild. And I'm already excited for the 10-year and trying to plan out what that's going to look <laughs> yes. like. Yes. Oh, my God. Your baby is nine years old. You like she's almost a teenager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is scary. Teenagers are scary. Yes. Um, yes. but, but, uh, but you know, I, I embrace it and I love it. And yeah, so I started community unity at a time. I was a case manager for Huckleberry's Clark, which is a community-based justice diversion program here in San Francisco, supporting youth at the point of arrest. And so at that time, my coworkers and I would often, you know, go out after work to decompress, to process, to really talk about what we were going through um, in our lives, but also in the work. And, you know, doing work in, you know, the juvenile justice system is really challenging because it's an oppressive system. Mm -hmm. And also the education system and CPS, all these just systems that we worked within was really challenging for us. And so we often, you know, would go out after work and get a drink, you know, eat, that kind of thing. And so as we were doing that, I started reflecting on, well, if we're doing this, there's probably other folks doing it too. Mm. Whether they're doing exactly what we're doing or not, but they're spending time after work to still process work and talk about work. And then I always have... um, and I still do this, this um, struggle or um, frustration with in the field, we often are fighting over the same money, mm. right? And we often um, aren't organizing together or collaborating together or partnering when, when we really can. And we're not really uh, given or creating opportunities to really connect with each other and build relationships. Often that's like when we're at a training or a community event or a conference or something like that. And really, it's just up to us as individuals to kind of do that on our own. And of course, I was one of those people that I was cool with everybody, connecting with everybody as much as I can, and and I still do. Anyway, so those two ideas of um, needing spaces for us to um, support each other and care for each other, and also this disconnect that we have in the field often I wanted to do something about it. And so I started talking with my peers, my support system, and really bouncing ideas like, is this something that you would come to and you would want to do? Whether you know me or not, like, would you show up? And everybody was like, yes, this is great. We need this. Nobody's doing this. Do it, do it, do it. And and so that was really affirming for me. I think I would have done it anyway. I, I mean, maybe if everyone was like, no, that's like a whack-ass idea. Like, don't <laughs> do it. I'm sure I probably, you know, second-guess myself. But I, I did truly believe in it and um, because I knew it was a need because yeah. we, were, we were doing it. We were experiencing it. And so I just started doing it. At that time, we were just at one location um, and it's evolved Um which I guess we can talk about more later, but it, you know, it, it evolved to being more mobile mm-hmm. than just one spot. And really what it centers on is us building community within this field and then also our collective healing and care. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of really broad terms, but that's really what it's about. And I always like to also incorporate like play and joy and um, that's done in different ways. 
And so the offerings in community unity consist of monthly community builders, as I call them. And so that's kind of the, the foundation of community unity. And then I also uh, partner with Raynell Reno of Hike It Out Coaching. And we partner to offer a seventh month, um, you know, personal, professional, holistic, transformational training called Roots of Bloom. Wow. And that's really in depth. So it's, it's, it's always hard to, to figure out what labels to use for that training. <laughs> but, but we do that. We're in our, actually our second cohort right now. And then um, also just kind of special events or workshops, retreats. We did last year, we did our first camping trip and um, we've done a couple of healing hikes. And so really incorporating nature and the outdoors and really working more towards, I think, doing more system change and working within organizations and these systems that we work in to really uh, center our health and wellness versus just the work we do and like our productivity. So that's something I'm, I'm striving to, to do as well. Wow. That's amazing. That's so, it's so much. Yes. (laughs) So awesome. So I, um, I myself come from the nonprofit system and burnout is just so real. In fact, I was just, um, thinking about this recently and every nonprofit that I've worked for, every time I've left the nonprofit I've taken and I've had, you know, the privilege to do this six months to a year off between working for another nonprofit. And I'm like, Oh, I never noticed this pattern, but this is a serious pattern. And I'm on the fundraising side. I'm not even on the programmatic side. Mm -hmm. So I think to have this resource for, um, people that are just doing this type of work is so, I mean, obviously vital and necessary and people need it. And I just, I, yeah, I'm really grateful that this, um, exists. (laughs) <laughs> in general, because yeah. people need it. It's exhausting work. It's so yeah. exhausting. And like healing yourself. It's, I think the people that are attracted to it are healers and you want to heal everyone. And that's, <laughs> that takes so much out of you. So it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, healing yourself and really giving, nourishing yourself so that you can also nourish others around you is yeah, it's just such yeah. an amazing, um, amazing community. So I'm, I'm so curious. You mentioned something about it being mobile is that because of COVID or was that kind of already on the, that was already happening. Tell us about that. Yeah. So now we're mobile virtually <laughs> over Zoolandia, as I call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that is the, the other layer of the mobility, but no. So um, the community builders are hosted in a different neighborhood in the city um, and a different like business or location. And I really strive for it to be in the communities we live and work in. Mm -hmm. So we don't go to, um, what's a neighborhood? Like I'll I'll never probably do it at, um, you know, the Marina. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going over there. I don't have any. (laughs) How many community members over there? <laughs> yeah. Um, even though, of course, there's schools over there that we do work in, uh, but or people work in, I don't. But anyway, so I do. It is intentional that way that it's at different locations, and that's really because, um, of course, San Francisco, the Bay Area, and anywhere that that something like this would exist, right? That there's. Um, there's so many beautiful people and places and resources 
that we have. And so it's a way to kind of expose people to places that they may already be in touch mm. with or to expose them to some someplace different. Mm. And then also to help uplift these businesses that, um, you know, that exist, that been existence for a long time. And so I do focus on places that are not new or like, um, you know, gentrifying type spots, right? That kind of represent the displacement and gentrification that we're experiencing in the Bay Area and places that are really established in the community, places that um, are already kind of rooted in community work and they give back to in some kind of capacity or it's places that we already go to, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so it's just, it makes sense. Um, a place in, in particular is Seven Mile House and actually Seven Mile, have you ever been there? It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, it's a sports bar, but it's Filipino owned, Filipina, Filipina um, owned right now, but it was created, I think back in the 1800s. And it's always been wow. like, it's the same building, even though it's, you know, done some improvements and things like that. Um, anyway, so that's a spot like, so hella people always come to the community builders <laughs> when it's there because people love the food, they love the vibe. Um, they have different live music every night. Of course, now that's not happening, but so anyway, so that's an example of a spot that um you know that we go to and people are already connected to. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So tell us about community unity members. You often describe them as lovers, healers, hope dealers change makers and anyone else who's helping their community shine. I just, I love that description. Thank you. I, 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 I love that you love it. Cause I do too. Um, yeah. I actually, um, and I'm going to send this to you FYI, Sarah. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it's a candle with yeah. this quote on it. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. It's merch. <laughs> I love that. Um, so Yeah, just in the past few years, um, I kind of came up to kind of bringing these words uh, together. And I think they're really empowering and affirming. And it's really hard. um, You know, I always battle like what titles or labels do I use to describe who's a part of community unity. So I often say community workers or service based providers, educators, but it also is not that's not well-rounded, right? But people in the field, they kind of know like, oh, this is for me, right? Even if they their title is, um, you know, organizer or something like that. So anyway, so this, these, these words, I think, are really affirming and empowering and um, really kind of encompass more the, the labor of love that we, we do in our communities. And so, um, yeah, so that's what, 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 those words represent, I think. And, you know, I I was trying to think about like a particular story and I I didn't come up with one, but I guess what I want to highlight is that, you know, the people that come to the community builders or part of the trainings or the retreats or whatever offerings that we have are people who are already doing really radical work um, in their, you know, in their professional lives. They're already uh, tapping into their, their potential and their personal power and just the changes that they want to make and and realizing maybe they have been burnt out or they have they're at the the brink of burning out and so they're really looking for a space to um to connect with each other and learn and share and and build and create and so community unity i think helps offer that 
And, you know, we have folks, you know, that are healers that are doing therapy that are helping hold healing circles, um, hold, help hold people in ceremony and different indigenous and ancestral practices. Um, the healing hikes I, I mentioned, you know, people that lead people and healing hikes like Raynell Reno. And so those are the folks that, that, you know, come through and yeah, but I don't, I, you know, it was hard to figure out a, a story, um, but I, I have plenty. <laughs> actually, oh, um, I'm just thinking of, of this now. There's actually um, a couple that they met at a community builder. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait for it. They met at a community builder. They both work in the education system. Uh, I think one is an educator. Well, I don't know what they're doing now, but one's an educator. And I think one was like a guidance counselor or something like that. Um, anyway, they met at a community builder and they hit it off. They exchanged info. Mind you, I did not know this at the time. So years later, one of my other friends and coworkers and was there this night that, that this happened, bumped into them. And they said, oh my gosh, we met at one of those community builders of community unity and we're together, I forget how many years, because this was a few years ago. So they, I hope they're still together. But anyway, they got married. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, and of course I got emotional. I was like, this is amazing. And, um, you know, cause that's, that's not the intent. I mean, the intention is that people of course connect with each other and, and build relationship. But, um, you know, this is not like a dating you know, space or anything like that. So when that happens, that's, I'm all down with that. And so oh for them God. to get married was like beautiful. So to hear that through the great time was really, really sweet. So that there's the story. Yeah. There's a story. So, <laughs> I love it. Okay. So any folks listening that are maybe interested in meeting some like-minded individuals, yes. this group is for you. It's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. Well, my favorite thing about um so the way that I'm connected is really through Instagram. And yeah, the thing that I love about it so much is that it's I like every time you talk about it, you're like, this is for you know the specific subgroup of people, and you often talk about how it's for service providers. And I'm also like, yeah, but it's just it's just for me too. Like yeah. <laughs> everything in here is just totally relatable. There's you're highlighting healing workshops all the time. They're all free. They're well, not all of them, but they're very affordable and they're just so community oriented. So I think that if you're listening to this and you're wondering about community unity, just go check out the Instagram. We'll talk about it at the end, but it's just a wonderful place for literally anyone that's got some healing vibes going on, like <laughs> truly. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for sharing this story. Yeah. Um, and this bleeds perfectly into my next question, which is, I love, um, that community unity is all about inclusivity, um, not of just different types of communities, but also it's offering. So the things that really jump out to me are tarot and astrology and meditations. So I'm just so curious, how do you personally play with these modalities and how does it kind of show up in the community? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so definitely in the community builders, I try to offer um, things that are and not only community builders, but just any offering of community unity that are as accessible as possible and really dynamic um, and expansive because we are dynamic and expansive people. And, and also thinking about what are things that, of course, that I do and I incorporate into my life, 
but also what I know other people are doing and that we may not get exposed to in our workday, right? And so, so that's kind of where things grow out of. And so I'm someone that is all about nature, connecting with nature, um, whether that be in my home or literally outdoors in nature and being in the Bay Area, we're, we're very close to a lot of, a lot of opportunities to be connecting with nature. And listening, he said he has like an army of plants behind (laughs) and like paintings of flowers too. Like she is deep in it right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, and just to add, I'm, I'm a plant mom for very, uh, limited types of plants because I found which ones I I can keep alive. (laughs) Oh my God. Love that. (laughs) I'm like, um, working on killing a plant right over here. (laughs) I will not be showing anyone. It's bad. (laughs) Trial and error. It's challenging for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. anyway, so, so definitely nature, um, uh, expressive arts just in, and I use that term, uh, versus like creativity, because I think it's, um, there's a lot of ways to be creative. And I think expressive arts is like one way and it's really, uh, more hands-on I, I see it as, and which is really easy to do when you're, um, at least when we were meeting in person to, to incorporate multiple people to, to create something. Mm. Um, and then definitely spirituality, which I think, incorporates the meditation, the tarot, astrology. To me, that's all connected to spirituality. And so, yeah, these are things that are really important to me. And I think some of the kind of medicine or the tools that I incorporate in my daily life is definitely affirmations, you know, mantras. Mm. Sometimes that that's what helps me get to sleep is repeating a mantra. I have a couple that I use, but um, I have affirmations all over my home and in different forms. And so that's something that really helps me get through the day or reminds me just how badass I am when I'm, I'm maybe not feeling so badass. And um, definitely my spirituality being connected and in relationship with my ancestors is really important to me. And um, my spiritual practice of Ifa, Santaria is really important to me and incorporated. And so those are some of the things I use. And um, I think, and I, I definitely practice meditation. I definitely use astrology. I definitely use tarot. Um, and things like that, which are incorporated into the themes, but I'm not like, uh, an expert in it or professional or, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't name that for myself, but they, there are tools that I think are really helpful just for us to not only heal and take care of ourselves, but also just to connect deeper to ourselves and our spirit. And, um, so I'm all about any of that for sure. Love that. Talk to me more about expressive arts and creativity. I'm like, I haven't heard this concept, so I'd love to learn more about it. Yeah. So, um, well, it looks, it looks different. So I, I can give like um, some examples from when we've been in, com- in community builders in person and then how I've done that virtually. One is given really small uh, note card or, or think of just small pieces of paper. And people have to pick only one color, which is, you know, usually a Sharpie color. So let's say they pick purple and then they have to choose one feeling. Mm. And it could be a feeling they're having right now, a feeling that they have often, 
what a feeling they want to, you know, uh, manifest for themselves more, whatever it is. And then they draw an image with that one color, that one feeling um, on that, this small kind of square. So that's, um, that's been really beautiful to see. And then virtually, um, one of the things we did is um, people, I had different prompts, but we actually used nature. So we created different things from nature. So this was to get leaves. Um, they already had fallen. So don't be like taken up from the tree, but leaves that are already fallen and either dried or you let them dry. And then you, it's basically like papel picado, mm. but it's using the leaves. And so you can do whatever design you want to do it, cut it with the scissors, um, you know, or break it by hand. And then you attach them to string and then you can hang them up. So that's something that we did. Um, Yeah. And then we definitely have done affirmations. I love, I love affirmations, like I said. And so we definitely have done collective uh, affirmation making together um, with, with each other. So that's been really cool. Yeah. So those are kind of the ways to bring in expressive arts, but it's, I mean, there's, it's there's a plethora of 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 ways to do it for sure i love it and and it it challenges people in a really like subtle way and of course people are always like and i'm like this too like oh i'm I'm not good at drawing or i'm Mm -hmm. not good at right Mm -hmm. and um but they still do it and that's all that matters right and then you have that experience in you and then you um may do it more or or be more likely to try something else too because you already did something that was out of your norm so I love that and like to do that in a group is so powerful and probably also like a little like you're kind of pushing people's limit or boundaries you know or not boundaries but like you're pushing them you're like (laughs) express yourself yes so fun I love yeah. that. I am playing around with creativity in my own healing, which is why I asked because I recently, but you know, I was coached to make an art project to resemble my own pedestal. So I like, I'm working mm-hmm. on this thing where like, I put everyone else on a pedestal and I like, I got to put myself on a pedestal. Yes, so I'm do. like, yes. Right. Or like kind of just level everyone's pedestals. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I worked on this project to like kind of bring to life what my pedestal would look like. And obviously it's covered in glitter and sequins and all of the good things. Love it, love it, love <laughs> yeah. it. But it's such a fun project. Like the whole concept of approaching it and then actually working on it and then struggling with it. Like, yeah, what does this look like? And then coming to grips with like, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. And like, mm-hmm. it's just all those things of like, I'm not a good drawer. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. crunching that and being like, no one's a good drawer. Or like, we're all good drawers, whatever, however you want to look at it. Yes. yes. It's okay to express yourself. So that's yes. really, really fun. And something that's just I been so that. fun to play around with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The community builders in particular, they're really co-created. So I help hold the space and kind of come up with a theme or their activity, or even if I partner with somebody to do it, but it's really semi-structured. So I don't control it too much. Um, You know, have things planned and prepared, but it's very flexible and fluid. Um, And especially when we're meeting in person, I just let people do their thing, right? Like I'll let them know like, Hey, welcome. You know, I always greet everybody that comes of course. And then we have our area, people just do their thing. There's always, um, options of what they think they can do or tap into. Um, and I may like make sure certain people meet each other because I know that they have sh- uh, common interests or needs or, um, or whatever that may be. 
But besides that, I just let people do their thing. And so some people are there to network around their work that they do. Some people are just trying to like, you know, let their hair down type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I think that's creative, right. That, um, that people have the autonomy to utilize the space the way they think is best for them in that moment. Um, but of course we have our regulars that come all the time and been involved from the get-go or from the last few years. And so, um, they may switch up like, oh, this month, you know, I just want to like play and chill. And then next month, oh, I'm going to use this to network because I have this event coming up that I want to like expose to people. And, and I'm actually still figuring out how this looks like virtually. Um, and I don't, I know like on Zoom, there's all these like fun things you can try to do to make things more engaging and all that. But I, I, I think I found online to just make it very simple and it kind of feels like a... Um, almost like a healing circle, even though we're in these square boxes together. <laughs> um, but that's definitely the energy that we can create. And energy is so powerful, right? That even through this technology, um, we, we're sharing energy, right? And so we can create something really powerful together. Um, so I'm really excited about this topic. This is just an interesting time. I think that with the new year, I had a lot of friends that were just so excited for 2020 to be behind us. They really did think that 2021 was just going to be fresh slate, new beginnings. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately it's just the same. Like it is the same world that we've been living in, you know, time doesn't necessarily know that this is a new year. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of things that have been coming up in 2020 are still here in 2021. Yep. So, um, especially with the events happening in the Capitol this week, I would love to talk to you about how community unity incorporates activism into healing. And then I think the flip side of this, which is really truly why this organization started, um, how is it serving the activist community? And then how does healing and activist, um, activism relate to you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for this uh, question. I think it's um, a really powerful one. Um, I think for me, it's something I'm often or regularly kind of checking in with myself and and um, what this what this means, right? Activism or organizing, just doing change work, and what I've really kind of. grown to believe and kind of um, hold for myself and in the value of the work that I'm doing in community unity is that really it's integrated into one, right? And that this idea that me uh, kind of creating and curating spaces for us to connect and build um, to to be exposed to different like caring and like healing modalities and and opportunities and experiences that in itself is activism Mm. yeah um because in 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 work that we do where we're giving a lot and we're we're helping to heal our communities we're helping to provide services whatever it looks like right but being in this field of of the helping profession um, our care, our needs, our, um, our personal lives, our own harm and trauma and pain that we hold 
is not kind of put at the center, right? And that our well-being and our need to um, to evolve and heal from from those experiences and how they really do, um, you know, connect to our pro- professional life. And it's not separate, even though boundaries and limits is is very healthy and sexy. Um, but the reality is, you know, we're humans in a human experience working with other humans in their human experience, right? So it's still going to overlap. And so anyway, I think that by, you know, by really doing the work to center that, um, our, our healing and our care and our relationship building is against the grain, right, of what we normally work within, which is focus on productivity, right, the numbers, um, you know, um, how many clients we're working with or whatever it is, and, and not our well-being. And so, and then we also learn to put others first before ourselves. So to me that, you know, naturally it's just integrated that activism and that healing. And so that, that's what I, I would say. I think another way that I think I incorporate this is, you know, community unity is just one of the many uh, spaces um, that are doing work to, to help others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I do in particular for um, the lovers, healers, hope dealers, and change makers, right, is really unique. But what I love to do is uplift other people who are doing work, right? Because I can't do it all. I don't want to do it all. So I'm going to do my thing and do it well and continue to grow and strengthen in it. But I'm going to uplift people who are doing other work that is really powerful and they're strengthening, right, um, in it. And so I think that's a form of activism is not letting my ego get involved and like, oh, like I'm not sharing their stuff because whatever, like, no. Um, so you'll see on my page, actually stop posting on my, on my actual like thread because there's so many things I find, like I, I, it's too much. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm actually thankful. Um, even though I have my own qualms with, with IG, but, um, the IG story, because it makes it easier to just share it on there and then have a running thread of resources. And so that's where I share it now. But anyway, um, so that's, I think, a form of activism is sharing the resources that exist for people. Um, And so and then they can choose what they want to tap into. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're also getting exposed to what um, all the all the work that people are doing to really make our communities um, more loving and more caring and really be liberated and that and that's what we need and so um so yeah so i think that's that's how i incorporate both both things of of this this concept of activism and healing amazing and they i mean they're yeah they're so intertwined i love what you said about um really grounding into what you do best and letting others do what they do best (laughs) and i think that's important to remember especially in times like this of like maybe not everyone's form of um, being an activist is going out and, and marching. Like there are several other ways to support, but it's so important to get involved. And I'm saying that to my listeners, like make, make spiritual, make your spirituality political because it absolutely is. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, Okay. So I am really excited to talk about this topic 
for any listeners that are also bringing their healing communities together, can you share what has been the biggest challenge in growing community unity? Yes. Um, I think, you know, when, when I was first reflecting on this, there was a lot of different ideas that came to me. Um, but I think what I settled on that, that is the, the most challenging or the most kind of potent is one is um, me believing in myself. Mm. I think me really loving and embodying my truth, my power, um, my magic, my own medicine, and, and doing that unapologetically is challenging. Um, and so, and, and I think with anybody doing whatever they do, you know, and, you know, different forms of entrepreneurs, right, or creative projects people have, uh, whether that's focused on healing or, or something else, um, that people may not realize that all the time, but that's, that could be a challenge that can be a barrier. So the more that we do our healing work and, and we're prioritizing ourselves and our care and our needs, um, the more shift you'll see in the work that you're doing or, or the project or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to bring into the world and share so that. That's huge. It's big. <laughs> so huge. I'm like uh, starting a business. I'm going through it myself. Can, would you be willing to share like part of that process or your journey? Yeah, I think, um, for me, I mean, it definitely is like multidimensional, um, I think, you know, to be really vulnerable and transparent, one of the biggest shifts for me is, uh, you know, I was in a really long-term relationship and we, um, you know, we separated and that was really transformative for me. And so doing the work to heal from that relationship really had to do with, um, healing myself and like forgiving myself for things that I did or didn't do and realizing how much I, um, I do like give to others mm-hmm. at the expense of my needs mm-hmm. and, and not living in my truth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, So kind of simultaneously doing the healing work on myself, but also from that relationship helped me really understand that truth for me. And I think, um, you know, in the last five years of community unity, I've seen, uh, you know, and witnessed and experienced the transformation of community unity from doing that work for myself. And uh, you know, some of the things I used, of course, was therapy, um, which actually I'm, I'm looking into doing that again. Me too. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's great. Um, and I actually was fortunate to have two different therapists at different times, but they were, you know, badass, um, you know, women of color therapists and use expressive arts, mm-hmm. um, but, and spirituality and really, uh, knew how to connect with me and like kind of what spoke to me. And so we, so, and, you know, having relationship in your therapy or excuse me, with your therapist is where the real magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's not, they can have all, you know, these tools and, uh, interventions to support you, or they might say the right thing, but if you don't have that relationship, nothing matters. And, and there's research to prove that too. But, um, anyway, so, so definitely therapy, uh, definitely leaning more on my spiritual practice for sure. And, uh, doing, you know, ceremony and like healing work 
and that has really supported me. Um, and connecting with nature and like plant, you know, plant medicine, um, being a part of um, healing spaces and and in com- you know community type healing spaces, and definitely my support system, you know, my my homegirls that hold me down. Mm-hmm. So those are things that definitely have have helped get me through um, and still get me through for sure. Because uh, it's not over. I'm I'm always going to be healing and you know doing the work. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I think is a really big challenge. Um, and I don't think is, is necessarily unique to community unity is, um, you know, really shifting the narrative and that, you know, I'm creating, or I have created something that's against the kind of the culture, the norm or against the grain, so to speak. And in a field that, um, like I was mentioning earlier, really centers productivity and centers, um, the work that we're supposed to be doing and where self-care or, or just care and healing is like, you do that on your own time. That's not something that you bring into your space when in actuality, the less that we're taking care of ourselves and healing ourselves, the more pain that we're going to actually perpetuate into these communities that are already experiencing harm and experiencing Mm -hmm. oppression, including us, of course. But Um, so just shifting that narrative to like, no, actually there's value in centering our health and wellness, our well-being, our, you know, care and healing. And, and that's what community unity is doing. And, you know, I experience it all the time, even people may, um, and I'd love them for this, you know, so no judgment, and, you know, oftentimes people apologize for, to me for not coming to a community builder <laughs> or coming to an event that I have. And it always fascinates me because literally it, it, it always happens. And it, I think it's like a symptom of what we experience in the helping profession, you know, that um, we, you know, that kind of codependency that um, where our worth is kind of, uh, valued by what we're giving to others. And so then when we're not giving, we feel like, you know, we're doing something wrong or there's shame there and it's, and it's not, um, and so I explain to people like, it's all good. This space is for you. I hold this for you. This is not about me. Like, yes, I want you to support me. Yes. I want you to be a part of this space, but, but you supporting me is really you supporting yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have time, you need to do something else or you're prioritizing something else. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with like the roots of bloom training. Um, you know, one of the things is like, oh, I don't know if I have time for that. Okay. But it's probably cause you're not, you, you got to prioritize you, right. right? We have to prioritize ourselves. And Anyway, so I think those are the two challenges is really like loving, embodying my truth, my power, my fierceness, Mm. and also, you know, creating something that is against the norm, the culture, um, just like what, what, you know, what this field represents and really shifting that narrative um, and those values um, that Mm. that's, I think, the most challenging. Absolutely. It's like decolonizing the workspace but it's almost like you're not it's not a workspace for others right this is a healing space so it's 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 a cultural shift yeah totally 
huge. And so <laughs> it's a lot. So nine years, you've had some time. <laughs> you've had to have time to ease into it. Well, yeah. you are fierce and I fucking love watching you on this channel, just serving it up and helping <laughs> others. Thank Seriously. You. Because the more you're doing it, the more, the more um, others are feeling it in them. So Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was amazing. Do you have anything else to share with us? Um, now I feel like all riled up. I want to talk yeah. about kind of things, but, um, <laughs> but we could do that, uh, later, of course. But, um, I, what else do I want to share? I just, I, I guess what I want to say is there's, um, if people are like, I guess, um, resonate with what I'm, I'm sharing and saying and the concepts or the beliefs of what community unity is or the offerings, you know, I, um, I'm really open to collaborating with people and partnering with people in different ways and exploring, of course, if that makes sense for, for me and, and for them and, and the community. Um, so, so definitely reach out to me about that any resources people want to share, uh, you know, we often get like board games donated. Um, or if there's, you know, you have like, like I showed the candle, the stickers, but if there's like swag, you know, material that you can help with any of that is totally welcome. Um, I, I don't, um, just started actually having kind of like some kind of income, so to speak from community unity, and, um, so, so yeah, so just kind of helping uplift and, and empower what I do and, and what the community does is always welcome too. And yeah, I think there's just different ways to be engaged depending on, on, on what your kind of resources are and your interest is. So I encourage you to, to follow whatever calling or, or, or if you're connected to what I'm saying and what I'm doing, um, I welcome you to, to join me in this movement. Amazing. How can people find you if they want to get involved? Yeah. So, um, well, one of my wins for 2020 was finalizing a website. So and it is you know, nine years in the making, <laughs> But, um, so the website is communityunitysf.org and it's written out community and then unitysf.org. Um, of course, uh, IG, which is community SF. And then my email, which is community unitysf1 <laughs> at Gmail. Um, but you can get to my email through the website. So, Perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, I highly, highly recommend following, getting involved. Seriously, this will like, just even following an Instagram, this will uplift your day. Seriously. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Thank you. Amazing. Kisayu, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate you, Sarah, and having this space and uplifting, you know, local healers and wellness focused people. And thank you for um, uplifting the space that I hold. Thank oh. you. So much. That's it for today's episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review. Hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend. Thanks again for joining. I hope you'll come back for more. In the meantime, check out sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com.